Welcome to Salty Investors, episode number 48. It is Friday, September 15th. How are you going this beautiful Friday, Tim? Yeah, great. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Beautiful sunny weather. Be out there in a minute after we get through the important stuff. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to lead off because I was slack last week, didn't do any salt. I got some salt this week. Um, so on Monday, the Australian Renewables Industry Summit was held in Canberra, surprise, surprise, at which key stakeholders called on the federal government for a $100 billion investment into the renewable energy sector. Now, to be clear, the stakeholders were renewable lobby groups and trade unions, better known as rent seekers. And investment means, for the uninitiated, a handout. Interestingly, the Australian taxpayer was not mentioned as a stakeholder, even though it would be their $100 billion at stake. Now, the justification is, well, other governments around the world are doing it so we should too. Now, Tim, if this was such a brilliant investment, then it wouldn't need government money, would it? Wouldn't, wouldn't private investment just be flooding in to take oh. advantage of such a lucrative opportunity? Oh, and by the way, the nuclear nuclear is too expensive. Oh, yeah. So we've got to ban that just to just to make sure it doesn't get through. <laughs> just make sure it's not an option. And yeah. typical rent seekers. So I don't know what can you do about them. I think they're gonna they're gonna win this one for sure. I think. There's oh, a good look, chance a heap of government money is coming their way. So, I mean, because you will get a renewables energy sector if you throw enough money at it. doesn't mean it'll make any money. It doesn't mean, and, and it will provide jobs. But yes. of course, the thing is, what's the opportunity cost of putting that money elsewhere? Or what's the opportunity cost of building nuclear reactors? What's a nuclear reactor worth? $10 billion? You can build, oh. and build 10 for that. <laughs> and you've got coal mines where to build them, you know? Uh, well, how about just reopen a few coal mines, you know, or a few, a few well, coal generators, just get them running. Yeah. That's not going to cost you that much. No, no, it's just, it, it's, too, it's just so much truth by assertion, you know, because they, they, you should read this verbiage these people use, like, we're following the science and we need to decarbonize this. Like, no, we don't. We don't actually need to decarbonize. And <laughs> actually, the idea that we are going to decarbonize by 2030 is a myth. We're not. Um, Germany's finding out the hard way. It's yep. just not, it's not doable. Um, it's it, uh, Steve Baxter said, um, I've seen him on Twitter. He said, this thing just has to burn itself out. That's, 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 that's sort of the lesson I've learned in the last 10 years is that bad ideas, um, once they get momentum, there's no stopping them. They just have to burn out on their own momentum, like diversity, equity, inclusion, nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like that seems to be, sort of peaking now um yep. uh you know gradually people understand that um there's no evidence that for any of it it's all bullshit yeah, yeah. Right. um same with esg esg actually burned out pretty quickly didn't it but they've they've re they've renamed it now you see that it's got a different name now i forget I, I read this the other day they've come they've just changed its name basically because it's so tainted <laughs> oh yeah, yeah well it doesn't mean anything you know like got all the yeah. tobacco companies getting high ESG ratings, you know, you're like, oh, what yeah. the hell? So I don't know. <laughs> These guys will yeah. just keep at it like they normally do. And But I think it's got longer legs, this one, I think. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Especially we hit a downturn here. What could the government pile money into? Yeah. Renewable. Create jobs. Job creation program. Let's Holy build batteries God. that uh, won't power anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So seems like a shovel-ready project they got there, you know, just on the sidelines that... You know, yep. keep they can just burn money infinitum. You know, let's there's unlimited Did amount of money they can burn into this thing. So. Yeah, yep. 
because it's for a good cause. Yeah. Uh, but that's the old old Milton Friedman. Never judge a policy by its intentions. It's, you should judge it by its outcomes. Mm-hmm. And the outcomes yeah. suck. Anyway, let's uh, get on to your salt. What do you got? Um, I see the Australian Institute has come up with a brilliant plan of bring back the death taxes. I've gone through this a few times before and our state's pretty famous for, you know, killing that thing. Sir Joe, you know, I didn't like him in a lot of stuff, but that's one of the things that he, you know, knocked out pretty well and all the other states had to follow really quick um, because we were just getting too prosperous over here in Queensland. Um, But that's their solution. Like, you know, oh, we can't tax anybody more. We can't, you know, lift productivity. We can't do anything. Oh, we can just tax the dead. Like you, you tax to the hilt all the way through your life, and then you got to hand on a few bucks to someone else that you like. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't even leave you alone when you're dead. You're dead for fuck's sake. They're still, they're still uh, taxing you. My, my God. Yeah. They're trying to, they're trying to sell it, saying, "Oh, look, you don't care. You're dead. You know." But I'm pretty sure people <laughs> don't just work for themselves. You know, they've got other. No. They want to make their yeah. children's lives better and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. Just. I think they're running out of things to do now. Like, like they see that yeah. they can't lift taxes and they can't, you know, cut spending. Holy hell, don't do that. Like, that's just... No, 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 of course not. Well, here in Queensland, you know, we've decided that we want to decommission coal whilst one of the biggest uh, sources of revenue is actually royalties from coal. <laughs> you know, it's fucking morons. Like, hey, you know all those royalties you get from coal? Maybe if you open another coal mine, you might get more royalties. You know, <laughs> well, maybe that would take care of some of your problems. No, let's close it down, and then and then let's yeah, let's get a death tax in there once uh, once the royalties go away. Once we've closed all the coal mines, we'll need some other source of revenue. But no, Tim, you know what it'll be? It'll be the burgeoning renewables industry that will save us all. In the yeah. That will save us all. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh well. All right. Enough of the enough of that depressing shit. Um, let's get on to the macro stuff. So, just as just a quick one, Melbourne Institute consumer sentiment is still in the toilet, um, not going in. There's a little blip up there, and it said, "No, nah, we're not ready yet. We're going back down again." Um, unemployment rate in Australia is out now. Scott famously said on this program about a month ago that the unemployment rate would hit four percent by the end of the year. It was flat in what was that data for august um i'm st- i've still got a lot of confidence and i've got a lot of confidence at going to four percent because of this chart here tim okay. now there's a little bit of a break here i don't know if you can see that but uh so that's the ratio of job applications to job ads so a lot more applications per ad now which means fewer jobs or um, less people just stopped applying for jobs, which is probably unlikely because, mm-hmm. as you know, there's a cost of living crisis and people tend to need jobs during these times. Mm-hmm. Um, so that bottom line, the red line, uh, usually does follow the black line eventually. Okay. And I'm expecting it. You know, look, I might not, you know, predictions are stupid in this game. <laughs> I made one just for fun. Um, mm-hmm. So I reckon it's going north of 4% whether it happens this year or next year, but it's happening. Well, that's Proving. fairly consensus. Well, they say 4% and then maybe four and a half next year. So yep. I don't know. Well, I have to wait and see, but yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, that's just, it's just one of those things that people aren't uh, taking into account necessarily that, you mm. know, there's already a lot of stress out there. And when people don't have jobs, a lot of, there's a record number of people working two jobs now, yes. apparently. So 
Um, <clears throat> yes, US CPI came out. Um, of course, depending on which uh, window you want to look through, it's awful or it's great. Because uh, the all the all the all category is spiking. Look at that, Tim. It's oh going wow. Back. But the core is still coming down. So, I mean, this is an artifact of a lot of sort of things falling out Yep. because of the 12-month rolling uh, things coming in. Um, John Hussman put out a uh, – because people were saying, look, it's pretty – It's if you just look, have a three-month moving average, it's pretty low. And John Hussman said, actually, when it's this low, more than 60% of the time, inflation accelerates again over the next 12 months. Okay. Um, that, that's just historical. Um, so it doesn't mean it's going to happen this time, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not all over and the feds, you know, you would think probably just going to say, we need to stay pat for yeah, now. That's right. Um, yeah. Um, but it's sticky, this... sticky, you yeah. know, like it well, comes back to that again. So who, who said, who said that? I think we did. <laughs> Betty. <laughs> um, so this is, so this is, um, so all these things here, basically what go into the NBER's calculation of how recessions start. So the NBER, National Bureau of Economic Research, are the ones that delineate when recessions start and end in the United States and actually do it in a very technical way, not like the uh, dumbed down two negative quarters of GDP bullshit measure that we use everywhere else. And a lot of those measures are historically looking pretty bad you see the red line ticked up that was gdp was unexpectedly better last quarter okay um but everything else is sort of bouncing around that hmm. zero line and yep. that's usually not a good sign um so yep. yeah there's got it's gonna be lots of debates about recessions the fact is by the time you're in one you, you know it's usually at least halfway through people won't know um <laughs> uh, yeah. so, um, but yeah, just thought that was interesting because I think the the whole recession, soft landing, no landing, maybe mm. it's all just premature. We've been consistently. Early well, the market's all... thinking that a little bit now as well. It's sort of yeah. I don't hear that no landing or you know even soft. Mm. I think that's lessening a little bit. Um, everyone's saying next year now for yeah. a recession, but I don't know. It's yeah. a long time yeah. to go. Could get better. So yeah. So that's that. And now you've bought some more Chinese junk for us, haven't you, this week? Yeah, yeah, just to upset you again. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the last one I'm going to do on this. So it's really hard to find stuff there that I well, like. Last, last, week, last week was good. Yeah, yeah. Last so Nongfu Spring is another red chip company in China. I, I understand it. And if I look 10 years out, I have a fair amount of confidence that it'll still have market share. It yep. basically sells bottled water but with a brand and it's more sticky than most think. Most Chinese don't tr trust the government with water because the tap water, even though it's regulated and tested, they just don't trust them. Nobody <laughs> trusts centralized communist control over water. And it's one of the first things you upgrade when you get a few dollars in your pocket. Mm -hmm. This trend will continue uh, as I've seen it in Taiwan. Um, this company was founded in 1996 and the founder is touted as the richest man in China the last couple of years anyway. Um, they market it to their strength as this is spring water, not dissolved or reverse osmosis water, which has no life. Mm -hmm. They've done some marketing where they put a flower in water and they showed that it lasted longer compared to reverse osmosis water. The 
competition complained and they said, you know, humans aren't plants. So they tested on rats and the rats <laughs> lived longer. Obviously this is a bit of, you know, BS, but yep. this type of, you know, Chinese medicine and health benefits from, you know, certain things, um, that's now ingrained in their culture. Um, yep. Western companies were way too slow to get into this market. Now they've increased the number of water sources to be closer to the population centers and they've built out the distribution network. So now they've got the one of the lowest priced waters in store um, yep. and they've got the distribution network. So if you look at as a competitor, that's nearly imp impregnable. Like you cannot get in and, you know, get a CapEx return on this. So, so that our lowest cost advantage and we've also got the distribution network and now to boost it even more since we've got the distribution network they're adding in sparkling water flavored water tea high-end water right. juices milk-based plant-based now oh, i was going to ask you what, what that is over there in the graphic on the end that's juice is it yep so now they've got this distribution network which they've got their staple which is you know water and yeah. now that they no one can compete against now they're flowing yeah. in you know all these other which are subsidizing high you know, end the, stuff yeah the high end sparkling water yep as well yep. so good luck being a competitor in this market like if you're on a board and you decide oh we're going to take on these guys you'd have to have rocks in your head to do it but um that's why i like this company so let's look at the fundamentals well, uh, yeah you got to yeah. say something well uh, i was going to yeah i was just going to say because um you have to start expanding your product categories because your population is basically going backwards, right? So you, you know, you, you're not can rely on reliably, you know, three or 4% sales growth because, you know, populations are growing a couple of percent and they put their prices up a couple of percent every yeah, year, you know? Uh, yeah. That, that's yeah. not the returns I'm looking for, you know, like obviously, yeah, you're actually gonna, but you need to, it's sort of like Microsoft once they had windows, you know, they had that base and that customer base to pay to look the fixed costs in the business. And, and then they could just add on extra things like office and all the business software. And, but they had that underlying product that just dominated. And yeah. from there you can, but they're using that same distribution network and they're, you know, it's not going to cost them anymore. Um, so if you look at the fundamentals, we can see that shares outstanding are stable, employees yeah. are stable. The multiples are expensive, um, but you look at the return on vested capital and the margins and they're insanely high and they're stable for many, many years. Yeah. The payout yeah. ratio is a bit high. They've got no debt. Um, growth is great at 13.7%, um, which is higher than Visa or MasterCard at about 10%. And EPS is 19.27% compared to 14% for Microsoft. So you can see these extra add-ons. That, that growth rate is pretty impressive given that they're paying out most of the earnings in dividends. So they're not, they're not reinvesting that much, <laughs> but they're still getting good growth. I mean, that's how good is that? Yeah. Yeah. So you can see that they're, you know, they're just, cause you've imagine if you built out all the distribution network, it's sort of like Amazon. Once you've built yeah. it all out to add that incremental extra product on there costs you nothing. And then a, a poor competitor goes, oh, I want to put into some store here. They've got to build out all that infrastructure and 
and the water. Well, what, what's the, the um, what what's the threat here? Is the threat that the Chinese government gets its act together and does create a reliable water source that people? Well, yeah, that's not going to happen. Filling up a jug out of the tap and putting it in the fridge, no. you know. Because when I went to Taiwan, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Everyone's drinking bottled water. Is the water bad? And they're going, no, no, it's been good for decades. It's just nobody trusts these guys. It's just right. Yeah. Well, it's the same in Thailand. Um, well, I lived in Thailand. Well, actually, that was 20 years ago, and the water was fucking bad. So okay. Yeah, but you buy you buy bottled water everywhere, and like people back then, I mean, uh, uh, new Thai houses were only just like only some of them. Um, we're getting kitchens. Like most of them don't have kitchens. They'd have oh, a little yeah. cooktop. They don't yeah, have a sink, yeah. you know, they, or they might have a sink out the back, you right. know, for washing stuff. But yep. usually it's just hose because, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't actually, um, yeah, you would cook. never drink out of a tap, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit different to us. So, yeah, the other problem there is expansion. Like, yeah, obviously, you know, you're sort of stuck in, a, in China here a little bit. Um, yeah. If you flip over to the balance sheet, right, this is where, you know, I love these sort of companies, you know, they've got a heaps of cash, net debt of 22 billion, negative 22 billion. Look at the cash flow, operating cash flow has had low growth last year, but it's still up 300% over six years. Yeah. And free, free cash flow is just kicking the same goals. Like, so, like if you saw this in the West, like this would be insane. Um, the bear case Imagine is- multiple. I mean, it's on 45 times, it'd be on 150 times if it was- yeah, Australian yeah. company. <laughs> yeah, so the bear case is China's uninvestable demographic issues, as you mentioned. They are communists. Yeah. You know, uh, water is a commodity. Um, yep. It's expensive, high payout ratio. But the bull case is everyone hates China. Um, premium water will have a market in 10 years. The cost of goods sold and the brand moat are fairly good. Um, it's got tons of tag along products, premiumization in China. Recession resistant and easy to understand, great ROI margins and growth. The valuation is a bit high at P forty five, but under thirty, you know, thirty percent drop. I think it's you know something interesting. I think everybody can understand it. Has it been that low before? Like, uh, <clears throat> has it been as low? As you can see, it only IPO'd in two thousand twenty twenty. Sorry. Ah, uh, right. So we don't have, you know, great, but I think it, you know, Chainos is coming out saying, oh, you know, China's a piece of crap, you know, like he's like, just hope that guy wins. He's been saying that for a while. Yeah, he's been, 2010 he's been saying that. So for a little while he's been on that bandwagon, but yeah, it seems if that grabs hold, you know, you want to pick up something. (laughs) I think with Jim Chainos, he's, um, He's uh, very often right. He's just, but you know, timing is not always because uh, that's the hardest thing. Yep. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but you know, if this place does half burn down to the ground, you know, everyone's going, oh, yeah. everything's so expensive in the US. You know, what do you buy, Tim? You know, nothing you can buy. Yeah. Well, freaking, you're supposed to be looking at places that are half burning to the ground. And if this burns down a little bit more, you know, why aren't you? But this is the guy who owns this. Is you know the richest guy in China. Like obviously this works. Like yep. and it's pretty impregnable. Like it's and everyone just looks at it as like, oh, he sells water. Like how much margin can you make on water? But apparently pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well look at the margins. <laughs> like you know, like gross margins and and thirty in the operating. Yeah, it's not bad. Yep. Yeah. 
compare that to an Australian company, like you just, you know, oh, just, and it's not that hard to understand. It's water and juice. And, you know, we've been through this yeah. in the West, you know, what, a hundred years ago. So mm. like the people who grab that sort of real estate and hold it, um, yeah, they do pretty good. So, yep. Just another one. The last one, people, I'm not going to hit you with China anymore. <laughs> so. uh, it's a good one. I think the last two have been good. Um, I don't mind. I, I like this. It looks good to me. Um, yeah, just as usual. Let's get greedy. We yep. want lower prices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess the story, I mean, China doesn't have much good news coming out of it. People have been burnt in, in emerging markets. They've been told for the last sort of, what, 10, 15 years since the financial crisis, oh, emerging markets are much cheaper and the returns just haven't come. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe it's a case of... Um, you know, maybe this time it will actually happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but don't don't rely on that. Get yourself a discount and then, you know, they're still communists. Yeah. You know, just yeah. remind yourself of that. You know, there's a heap of bad stuff that goes on there and the demographics and debt and Janos isn't wrong. Like, he is right. You know, I don't yeah. fight the guy, but, you know, you pick this up at 25 times, you know, you're, I'm pretty sure you're going to be all right. But, you yeah. know, wait for the discount. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good one. Tim brings the goods again. He's done it again. And um, we'll see you next week without another Chinese stock. Bye for now.